Hello everybody, this is Corbell Starks, aka Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect. It is 1.16 in the morning, and more importantly, I have had a great weekend, and I'll be off on Mondays, but uh, as far as I'm concerned, that doesn't mean anything right now. What it does mean is that I have seen and heard some shit in my life, but Ice Cube does have a point about boycotting the Grammys, which was over, and he had a little situation with Cardi B winning the uh, rap album at the Grammys, and I understand what Cube is going through. As a matter of fact, some artists who are trying to uh, get artists real hip-hop artists to be on the Grammys is not as easy as it looks. I, on the other hand, has never experienced situations like this when you're boycotting a Grammy or boycotting the Grammys because hip-hop artists who put in a lot of work don't get the respect that they deserve because the industry is not hearing, not, don't want to hear the bullshit about, oh, he had a good message Every time in the industry, it's always about the sex sell situation. And frankly, it's selling like hotcakes and AIDS and sexual transmitted diseases and all that shit is selling like hotcakes as well. Now for these artists that drink lean, take Xanax and wear skinny jeans, have shirtless ass niggas in the background. It pretty much makes it a little bit more embarrassing than the average. And well, for certain reasons that it got to the point of return where guys like me would have to watch these motherfuckers fuck it up for everybody. I don't care about Takashi 69 I don't care about French Montana, I don't care about none of them niggas. I'm just trying to get my music out there. And apparently, for some reason, that my music, on the other hand, could, like, confuse a few people or certain people. But to me, it's kind of, like, out of the ordinary for me. So, every year, when the Grammys start coming around... It's always got to be the fakest artist in the world. I ain't putting no hip-hop beats up there. It's always got to be trap music for certain reasons. And, well, Cardi B had won the Best Rap Album Award, and I really don't give two shits about that. All I care about is why the real hip-hop artists out there and put in work are not nominated. Why the true hip-hop artists out there that put out the best songs and the best albums do not get the recognition. I do believe that it was the reason why the industry want to bring brain-dead idiots out there to make hits, and they're not really hits, they're just misses. So, all I know is this. All we know now is that hip-hop has gone through a bigger nosedive than ever before. It's a lot worse than having a transgender who is, like, rapping about how many niggas fucked him. And more importantly, it's in Atlanta, Georgia. And we all know Atlanta, Georgia has the hugest HIV epidemic in history. So now, I ask myself the one question. I need some answers real quickly. What the fuck is going on in 2019? And why is the radio still spewing out humongous, gigantic bullshit? We will never know. We will never figure it out for ourselves. But <clears throat> to all the Kendrick Lamars, the Dr. Dre's, the Eminem's, the Snoop Dogs, and the Notorious B.I.G.'s out there, Sean Price's, R.I.P. to him. How in the hell did we go from that to this shit? 
2019 is not getting any better industry wants these young intelligent artists to become you know drug dealers and shit like that and bad enough future's not a hip-hop artist but he sings and frankly that's not even doing anybody any fucking better so all i'm saying is straight up and down is that can we please please get some change in hip-hop right now can we get it as soon as possible can we get it asap please because if we don't we're going to be living our lives listening to the same bullshit every single time and it's not even fair for all of us i mean some people thinking that these artists today is just you know better than artists back then are you fucking kidding me right now (sighs) okay i think i spoke enough it's 121 and that is all i can say right now for everybody here you can also find me on twitter find me on facebook find me on instagram on the stark effect and uh i'm having another episode podcast first thing monday you may not know what time but more importantly i will be here speaking on another topic and well makes sense now have a good night ladies and gentlemen Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga? And welcome to the Stark Effect. Now, I have been away from uh, the podcast. I mean, I've been working, trying to save some cash up. I lost $600 worth of studio money. And I got to wait till next month of March to go back to the studio. Two projects that had been... Um, that was supposed to be worked out unfortunately tragic narcotics volume two and the joker part four will not be worked on and i'm very sorry ladies and gentlemen but anyway let's not talk about music right now let's talk about something that's very important we're talking about the former star of empire journey's journey smollett's brother jesse smollett and unfortunately, Jesse, of all people, has really become the horse's ass to the black community. Congratulations, asshole. You really fucked us over. So let me just, like, in-tune you guys, just in case. If For those of you who have not been watching or not been on the internet as of late, Jesse Smollett put on a little fraudulent act to the foot of people saying that he was attacked by Trump supporters. But unfortunately, for some reason, the truth was out. Unfortunately, there were no Trump supporters that jumped Jesse Smollett. Unfortunately, they showed a picture of two built black motherfuckers from Nigeria, Nairobi, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And more importantly, he filled out a fake police report about him getting his ass whooped by Trump supporters. When you know damn well Trump supporters wouldn't put their hands on somebody that plays a gay man on TV. But they do ridicule black people and gay people in real life so throughout the whole entire time through social media facebook and uh twitter and instagram we all were feeling sorry for this punk bitch but unfortunately he lied about the whole entire attack it was all staged it was all faked and it took place in chicago blah 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 let me give you a little bit of um advice jesse the next time you 
pull something like this well unfortunately he couldn't pull a rabbit out of out of the hat or his own head out of terrence howard's ass let alone this bullshit that he was talking about but more importantly i checked out and i went a little bit deeper i think the reason why dear old um Jesse Smollett was upset and he put this whole act together is because uh, have you seen how much Taraji P. Henson and Terrence Howell was making on Empire? Like $175,000. This motherfucker's making $20,000. Can you believe that shit? 20000 I know it's not the cost of living, but Jesse, do yourself a favor and get the fuck over yourself. So now you read it in the newspaper. You say that he's a liar. I do not blame you. And apparently if black people decided to pull this shit, it would have been hilarious. But it wouldn't be because we have our own fucking problems in real life. The President of the United States was one of them. So all I can say is, dear old Jesse Smollett, Journey Smollett's brother, you are not going to be able to get any type of work when you pull this shit and it's really going to eat you up inside you're a liar no one believe you or should i say from the words of jada kiss you see through that's why nobody else is going to believe you and uh that's pretty much it you should understand one important thing in life you are a fuck up you know, call yourself, you want know, to say, I got beat up by some Trump supporters because all of a sudden, are you that faggot from Empire? Then all of a sudden, they show the pictures of the attackers. They're not some Trump supporters. And you, of all people, are a liar and a piece of shit. So, Jesse Smollett, go fuck yourself. I don't support people who are weak as fuck pulling this shit. And that is the stark effect, ladies and gentlemen. If you uh, know who I am, then you can catch me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Catch me on SoundCloud, our brand new freestyle every time. And more importantly, thank you very much for listening. And yes, Jesse Smollett, I will see you in hell. Good night, everybody. What up, everybody? This is Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga? And welcome to another podcasting event of the stark effect now for all you giants fans out there i'm not laughing at you i just wanted to ask the one important question what the hell happened i mean seriously you guys are flopping around you missed the playoffs you blame eli manning landon collins is gone and the real soccerlistic bad news is and i quote Odell Beckham Jr. has been traded by the Giants to go to the Cleveland Browns. Now, this right here can make anybody go crazy in less than 24 hours. The Giants have won four Super Bowl championships. But when Odell Beckham came along, he's had his ups and downs. From catching him with one hand to getting injured by the leg. And now, more importantly, like he's being traded. Because Gettleman did not want to give Odell Beckham a five-year deal and apparently they traded him to the Cleveland Browns for draft picks. I am a little bit surprised, utterly disappointed in the fact that I used to be a Giants fan right before they won their third Super Bowl championship against the New England Patriots thanks to one catch by Plaxico Burris. But now this has gone completely way off the topic and way off people's heads. You see Giants fans 
they're not like the Knicks fans because the New York Knicks have the worst record in the NBA. But the New York Giants, on the other hand, have to start and rebuild all over again. I mean, you already got Barkley, but you need to make that O-line and defensive line great. But you need receivers. Now, I don't know what kind of wide receivers they're going to get at the draft. But all I can say is, is that Odell Beckham helped y'all in some certain ways. Y'all were in the playoffs before. Y'all lost to the Green Bay Packers. And now, more importantly, you got bigger fish to fry in the draft. They're like, who are you going to get? Who are you going to draft? Who's going to take the Odell Beckham spot? Because I damn sure don't know who's going to be the top man in wide receiving moments. But you got to realize this. I was like 50-50 on Odell Beckham. I mean, I'm trying to figure out in my mind, like, was he the guy to, like, you know, ask for a five-year deal, even though the Giants organization was not going to get one? This team has had many problems. Tom Coughlin, on the other hand, wasn't the problem, but removing him from the coaching position was one of those problems. He do have two Super Bowl rings, and he's now an executive for the Jacksonville Jaguars. But all I'm saying is this, what the hell is going on with the New York Giants? I mean, seriously, you had to you had a choice to either like remove Eli Manning, who's probably not throwing anymore to Odell Beckham, who has had like many good catches, many good touchdowns. But instead, you sent him to the Cleveland Browns. Now people are saying like everybody thinking the Cleveland Browns is going to go to the Super Bowl. There's only one way to find out. and We got until August to figure that one out. So. In my case, is that why? Why, New York Giants? Why would you want to trade Odell Beckham? You had a problem with him. He had a problem with you. I know that in a few seasons, like last season, Odell Beckham said, I ain't like losing. But unfortunately, y'all lost. Not once, not twice. A few seasons later, y'all kept on losing until you find out there were like pieces that you needed. Landon Collins is gone. Eli Apple is gone. Five, maybe six Giants players are gone. And, well, to be quite honest, what the hell were you thinking? Get rid of Odell Beckham Jr. You see, this is a problem for New Yorkers out there. You've already lost Chris Dash Porzingis to the New York, on the New York Knicks, getting traded to the Dallas Mavericks, and there are so many people on social media calling him a snake and disrespecting his brother. New York Knicks fans do not have any respect for anybody that comes in here. I mean, seriously, now more importantly, you get rid of Odell Beckham Jr., a wide receiver who's probably a diva wearing G-strings and makeup and all that shit hanging out with a lot of dudes and not enough women. But uh, as far as I'm concerned, I will be watching when the season comes in around August to September, see what the Giants can do, maybe lose a few more games to get a few more draft picks. But other than that, like New York, I got some issues. It's bad enough that people are still rooting for the Mets to win some games. And the New York Yankees, on the other hand, has had their problems like last season when they lost to the Red Sox. But it's like a, a falling out curse with this with these teams. And to be quite honest, this is probably the ultimate mega term to say, like, is it over for New Yorkers? Is it over for the New York teams? We got to find out. That is the stark effect. I'm Corbello Starks. You can catch me here once in a while when I have a new episode, or you can see me on uh, Facebook, or you can also see me on Twitter, 
see me on Twitter. You can just tweet me on Twitter. It doesn't make a difference. But uh, New York, get your shit together. I lost Odell Beckham. Who else you going to get rid of? Saquon Barkley, too. Have a good day, everybody. What up, everybody? This is Corbell Starks, a.k.a. Who that nigga? And welcome to the Stark Effect podcast. Now, I just have to be very, very honest with you people. And this might sound a little bit crazy, but I want you to understand I'm a very heartless person. When I say, fuck Wendy Williams. And here's the reason why I say fuck Wendy Williams. Number one. I don't feel bad for her because karma is a bitch. Number two, your husband is cheating on you with his mistress and you ain't doing shit about it. Number three, your children or how many children you have, they feel sorry for you too. But what I heard on um, when I was watching News 12, she's uh, going to a a thing called a sober house or a safe house. I don't know what the fuck that is. I know what a safe house is, but don't get me wrong. As far as Wendy Williams go, talking about going to a, a sober house, bitch, there is no soberness in you. You want people to feel sorry for your sorry ass because you of all people decided like this was the only way to get through life? I don't motherfucking think so. You did this to yourself. All the out of all the shit talking of every celebrity you badmouthed throughout your whole entire life, you decided you wanted sympathy. You decided that you want to take a break from the show, which we understood. But now I'm hearing this bullshit, and I'm asking myself, why are we still feeling sorry? Why are Wendy Williams fans feeling sorry for this bitch? I mean, she of all people talked a lot of trash, can't back it up. And I remember Angie Martinez in Hot 97 almost fucked you up. So I'm not feeling sorry for you. I'm not feeling bad for you. Karma is a bitch. You should have known that by now. And me, on the other hand, even though I don't give a fuck, I still don't give a fuck because I had a radio station called Who Gives a Fuck? Me and Darius. You can catch every episode on YouTube, but uh, we'll be back. But other than that... You, on the other hand, Wendy Williams, should understand how I'm feeling. You should understand that if anybody was on your show or watch your show, they are fucking whitewashed to the goddamn gram. And as far as me go, I don't fucking care about Wendy Williams. Never had, never will. The same way I don't give a fuck about Oprah. Never have, never fucking will. So as far as I'm concerned, Wendy Williams... You can complain about your clavicle, your bone in your body. You can, you can complain about the fact that you passed out in your Statue of Liberty dress on Halloween. You can complain about how your husband used to fuck with a transgender. You knew about it, but you didn't do shit about it. You can complain about your fucking life if you want to. Shedding a fucking tear, I don't fucking care. Because you, on the other hand, realize karma's a bitch, the biggest bitch in the world, and you have to live with that. You have to deal with that for the rest of your pathetic life. And that right there is how I feel on the Stark Effect podcast. You can also catch me on Facebook and Twitter if you can. But as far as I'm concerned, I'm done. I can't. I can't. I really can't. I can't feel sorry for Wendy Williams because 
She's not my cup of tea. All tits, no ass, long legs, full of trash. That's all I can say. Good night. Good afternoon, everybody. This is Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga, and welcome to the Stark Effect Podcast. Um, For all you battle rapper fans out there, uh, we... The battle rap world was in total shock when Anthony Mickens, a.k.a. Tech 9 passed away. And for some for, for some painful reason, like, you know, he's an icon in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He's pretty much the man that invented the words, your body bag belongs in a body bag. And uh, Tech 9 was also a co-host with uh, Jay Black in the uh, pay-per-view show known as uh, Champion. And it pretty much goes to show to you like how much respect a man like that could get. I was uh, just on Twitter seeing um, Real Deal showing his respects. All battle rappers from the URL Grind Time, King of the Dot, should just show some respect to this guy, Tech 9. He was pretty much a a real common figure when it came down to these battles. And uh, more importantly, like, getting the opportunity to, like, realize real recognizes real. Um, I think that Tech 9 started battling way back, not like in, like, close to the grind time days against uh, um, T-Rex, Arsenal, um, Rich Dollars, and uh, he also faced off Goods the Animal, which is probably one of my favorite, funniest battles of all time. Um, then it was like uh, he faced off DNA, he faced off Jerry West, faced off uh, Jims and uh, Gichi Gotti. He was always the coolest guy on champion in history, the man who had the rephrase of stopping the microwave. That was right there, one of the um, best moments of all time. And um, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, he lived a very good life. He dedicated battles to his dead sister. And uh, that right there shows a lot of respect. If you have, like, any other family members that passed away, you're still battling, still pushing, still moving on strong. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, like, you know, we we lost a lot of battlers throughout in our lives um the only battler i know that still is recognized in canada is alex buchanan aka bender and bender on the other hand was one of the most you know brutal beasts when it came out to a former king of the dot champion who lost the title of the sketch menace way way back but uh today this is all about tech nine and tech nine there's like two different types of tech nines one in philadelphia Pennsylvania, the other one in Kansas City, but we're talking about the one from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania right here, who has like not only battled certain greats and rookies and amateurs, but more importantly, become one of the most, you know, iconic stars that we've ever seen in our lives. So Anthony Mickens, aka um, Tech Nine, passed away and uh, it pretty much, you know, goes to show you you have to be humble when it comes to the icons who open the doors for you who are no longer here. So Tech Nine, I just want to say like thank you for giving us the memories and what you did, and uh, I hope you're resting in resting in peace up in heaven. And uh, 
There are going to be some icons. There are going to be some people in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania that are going to keep the battle rap, you know, culture moving from left to right. And uh, before I go, I just want to, like, say to all you battle rappers out there, Tech 9 was the one guy who faced off Midwest Miles on the first Summer Madness. And I think he said something to Midwest Miles saying golden throwback. And he was like, break up his arms. Break up his nose, stomp his ass with dress shoes, Kenneth the Cole. <laughs> oh man, that was that was one of the craziest bars I've ever heard in my life. Go if you are a fan of Tech Nine in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, watch his battles every single time you get to see Tech Nine. Watch his battles. He is definitely, without a shot of a doubt, one of the um truest forms of battle rap in the culture from the URL as well. And um R.I.P. to Anthony Mickens, a.k.a. Tech 9. We will miss you dearly. And that is the Stark Effect podcast, ladies and gentlemen. You can catch me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud. I'm still working on my album known as The Joker with the Narcotics. And uh, if you have any questions, you can hit me on CoreyStarks5 at gmail.com. And uh, give me any ideas for the next episode. Because, frankly, I'm going to need that. So, uh, be easy. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbella Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga? And welcome to the Stark Effect Podcast. Now, as you already know, it's 9.30 a.m. this morning. And, more importantly, I'm having a little bit of breakfast. But, uh... That's not the point, and that's not the case while I'm here. As you already know, if you have been fans of the star known as Nipsey Hussle, and if you already heard that Nipsey Hussle was killed on that Sunday, then more importantly, you realize you were a fan. If you knew Nipsey Hussle up close and personal, and frankly, you were real and you kept it 100. If you didn't know Nipsey Hussle, he was a man on a mission trying to stop the cops killing blacks. But unfortunately, somebody in his circle decided to dead that plan as usual. But uh, I'm not here to talk about that either. I'm here to talk about a very infectious virus. A person who's disrespectful, who can't keep his mouth shut or his thoughts to himself. And he goes by the name of Kodak Black. Now, if you are a fan of this infectious little fungus dark dirty stank bastard known as kodak black then you need to get your head checked because a nigga like that is not bringing any positivity in this world it's bad enough that future of all people talking about he was helping and preaching but unfortunately he is an artist talking about drugs kodak black is the same thing that future is And they are not very good in the black community. And they're not good in the industry. Especially when it comes down to negative things that they say on the track. But uh, scratch future, we're going back to Kodak Black. I'm reading on Facebook that Kodak Black said something negative about Nipsey Hussle and his... um, his wife lauren london and if you don't know who lauren london is she is the actress off that movie with ti better known as atl go check that movie out if you have the dvd or anything like that but anyway kodak black talking about 
I'm going to give her about a year. And then she's going to be running up to me. Now, that right there is a slap in the face for any artist who has a wife. It's not even compared to what T.I. had to go through with Floyd Mayweather and Tiny. But we ain't going to go with that situation. We're going to the situation where Kodak Black disrespected a legend and disrespecting Lauren London. Now, we all know that Nipsey Russell was gone, RIP to him. But what was Kodak Black thinking about the situation? What was Kodak Black thinking saying that shit? I mean, how does it feel to know that if that was your girlfriend and you died and all of a sudden somebody else would say some disrespectful shit, what would you do in that situation? Because I know putting hands on Kodak Black would not be an answer. I would choose a bullet to put him out of his fucking misery for his disrespectfulness. But other than that, that's so wrong. And now everybody going after Kodak Black, the game, T.I., I mean, Apollo, these niggas want Kodak's head. And I don't blame them. Because when you disrespect somebody like that, talking about somebody like Lauren London like that, you are definitely asking for an ass whooping. A death pain sentence type ass whooping. I don't get it. I mean, Nipsey Hussle's only been dead. And more importantly, Kodak Black don't put good two cents. He put the bad ones in. So all I can say is to Future and Kodak Black and all these these industry niggas right now, just keep your mouth shut about someone who died. Because you probably didn't know that person. But saying some shit like that is pretty much stupid. I mean, Future gets dragged out. From the shit he was talking about Like he was preaching to the kids You wasn't preaching nigga You just decided that You wanted to say some shit Because you didn't know the guy Of course you didn't But all of a sudden talk about preaching and educating You didn't do that either You just mad because Sierra don't want to fuck you no more And she's with Russell Wilson now That was probably the problem And you're jealous as shit And as far as Kodak Black goes You need to keep your mouth shut because you've been banned from radio play. You've been banned from every radio station. You've been banned almost about everywhere. And it hurts like hell. And all honesty, RIP to Nipsey Hustle. And I hope that Lauren London, of all people, is still, like, you know, moving on. But apparently Kodak Black ain't going to be moving at all. Because what you said and what you did was fucked up beyond repair. And that is the Stark Effect, ladies and gentlemen. And that's all I got to say about this situation. Catch me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. If you've seen this, if you heard this episode before, or you've heard many episodes I've done, you know, follow me. It's really quite simple. And I'm going to enjoy the rest of my breakfast. And as for Buckwheat, a.k.a. Kodak Ass Crack, you don't get fucked up, for real. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Stark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Cobrell Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga? And tonight, it's 9.43, and more importantly, you people out there have been talking about the Nipsey Hussle situation. Now, I know that Nipsey Hussle got shot and killed. They found the killer, 
But what is more worse than anything else in this world is dear old dirt turd himself, Kodak Black, has struck again in this situation. Now, I got to be honest with you people that if you are a Kodak Black fan, you need to not listen to this because what I'm about to say is probably scary for the rest of us. Number one. Dear old Kodak Black needs to die. I'm sorry, because frankly, it needs to happen. This man has ran his mouth for the very last time, and more importantly, it has gotten to all of us. Now, some of you probably know Nipsey Hussle. Others don't know Nipsey Hussle, and don't even bother to say that, oh, I used to feel this guy's pain. No, you didn't, because all of a sudden, if you were up close and personal to Nipsey Hussle, you would have known. So, all I'm going to say is this. Kodak Black not only disrespected Lauren London, the uh, woman of Nipsey who is gone right now, but the fact is Nipsey went a little bit too far on T.I. Now, if you watch the video that said that seen the game and T.I. speaking their words about Kodak Black, keep his Nipsey Hussle's name out of his mouth, dear old... Kodak Black struck again, only this time it was on the one and only T.I. himself. T.I., on the other hand, was very, you know, very clear when he told Kodak Black, yo, you out of pocket, homie, fix that shit expeditiously. And unfortunately, Kodak Black did not fix anything expeditiously. He kept running his mouth, not only to words, but he also disrespected Tiny, T.I.'s wife, and kids, calling them faggots. Kodak, you got a lot of nerve, bro. For real. I mean, seriously. How in God's name do you, of all people, get yourself out of this situation, but you can't because apparently you have to talk about kids too? Now, I know that people who have beef, it's just like, you know, put on diss tracks. It is weird as hell. But all honesty, what were you thinking talking about T.I.'s kids like that, man? Come on. Telling them to... Teach him how to rap and shit. Have you no shame? Well, actually, you probably don't have no shame because unlike you, a Florida nigga swear he's a thug, but you ain't no, you ain't no thug. You're just a, a troubled black young man who doesn't know jack shit about real life. You think you gangster, but you're not. Have you robbed somebody? Have you shot somebody? Have you exposed or extorted somebody? No, not really. You haven't done jack shit, and... It's really disturbing. So all I can say is that Kodak Black, I hope that your rap career ends on a very bad note. I hope when you drive, you drive off a cliff. I hope when you drive off the cliff, your whole entire body gets hit by the windshield. I hope when you get out the windshield, you crack your skull and break your damn neck and break the clavicle to go with it as well. Because I'm getting real sick and tired of looking at your face on the internet. And it's sad as shit. I don't mean to be like disrespectful to you, but... That's what you deserve. I mean, all of a sudden, the game told you to keep Nipsey Hussle's name out your mouth. And already, you're disrespecting Lauren London. You're disrespecting T.I. You're disrespecting T.I. and Tiny. You're disrespecting the kids. What the fuck is wrong with you? Didn't T.I. make it very clear when he said, fix that shit. You're out of pocket. Fix that shit expeditiously. And I bet you only 200 bucks that you don't know how to spell expeditiously. So, all I can say is that Kodak Black, you are in a shitload of trouble. 
you're swimming without a paddle, you're up Shit's Creek, and well, <laughs> your career is almost done. I mean, seriously, you can't have your music played in L.A. or anywhere else anymore. You're not going to apologize. You are the biggest bully. Well, actually, you're not a bully. You are a bag of shit. So let's just put that in real retrospective. And as far as everybody out there who's rocking Kodak Black right now, you should be ashamed of yourself for supporting this guy. Because T.I., The Game, Nipsey Hussle, and everybody else who's been making music, they've been making it the right way for years. And Kodak Black comes in the scene and starts disrespecting the legends like that? Didn't T.I. said, yo, Kodak Black, fix that shit. You're out of pocket, homie. Fix that shit expeditiously. I ain't gonna say it to you, but I'll say it to your face. You out of pocket. Get your shit together, man. But we all know Kodak Black's not gonna get his shit together. We all know that Kodak Black sooner or later is going to get killed one way or the other. So more importantly, if you listened to any of Kodak Black's music, you need to kill yourself as well. Because this right here is going down as the worst moment in history. And that is all for the Stark Effect, ladies and gentlemen. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. If you have any questions or any type of comments or anything, you can go to my uh, my Gmail at CoreyStarks5 at gmail.com. And more importantly, we'll still talk about this. If you have any type of uh, subject that I could talk about, you just hit me up on there. And uh, more importantly, Kodak Black, if you can't fix that shit expeditiously, and if you can't spell expeditiously, then you need to find a diploma, a life, or a gun. Because either one of those things can take away a life. Yours could be included. Good night, everybody. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is Corbell Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga? And welcome to my podcast the stark effect now i know it's been a very long time since like i had put any new episodes on i do want to apologize it's been a very long time since like you heard my voice i just want to say that uh, jobs today are hard to come by and uh after three months working at the piccolo tavern i just got laid off and uh, i really don't care but more importantly, I just want to let everybody know and ask the one important question. How is your day doing? For all the people that are working out there 24-7, 9 to 5, 10 to 6, maybe 1 to 9 hour type jobs, how are you feeling? Feeling good? Feeling great? Well, it's great because more importantly, I am back, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. I am back on the Stark Effect. Here to let you know that I ain't leaving you guys behind. Now, what's been going on? Well... Since summer came in, there's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of, you know, political bullshit I'm not going to get into. And more importantly, Donald Trump's bitch ass decided to tell women of color to go back to their countries. Now, I would like to say that if you are somebody that was born in the United States, and I'm talking about all the females in the world, if you were born in the United States, that's good. If your family was born into a different country, then they can stay in the United States. You don't have to hide these motherfuckers. I mean, all of a sudden, they're family, too. But hearing Donald Trump say, go back to your country, to all the women of color, he's not just talking about all the women of color. He's talking about the four women that's working in Congress as we speak right now. And that right there is kind of like the biggest slap in the face. But more importantly, you can slap a man back because already he's tan. So all I can say is to Donald Trump, your racist remarks 
it goes too far sometimes. And for some strange reason, you are a strange white motherfucker with two parents wearing clan sheets and watching a cross burn in the middle of nowhere. So with that said, you can go fuck yourself. Now, before I go any further in this monumental day of the summer, um, my birthday is in July, which is we are in the month of July and it's on the 20th of July and I'm going to be 39 years old. I know a lot of people probably like they hate their birthdays, but come on, ladies and gentlemen, this is ridiculous. I mean, you don't have to hate how old you're going to be. You should be proud of yourself of being how old you're going to be. By the time 2020 rolls around, I'm going to get my license renewed. And more importantly, I'm going to be 40. Now, people say that age sucks, you get old, you still do the same stupid shit, but that's just the way of America's horizons. I mean, more importantly, yeah, when you're in your 20s, you're immature, when you're in your 30s, you have to make changes, but when you're in your 40s, you just realize one way or the other, you're going to have to make some changes to slow your ass down. I mean, there are people out there right now that think it to themselves, oh, I'm going to be 50 years old, I got a bad back and everything. Maybe you should hit a gym or something. Let the gym hit you. I don't know. Well, basically, when it comes down to it, you have to ask yourself the one important question. Does age matter to you? The answer is yes. And people will be asking questions about, does black lives matter? Does white lives matter? Do all lives matter? Black lives should matter. Unless you're a white, racist white motherfucker that says, no, nigger's life don't matter. But then again, does a cracker's life matter? If you kill black people in front of their kids, it matters to me because, frankly, I may know those people. On some real crazy notes, like, all lives matter. That right there is a very important lesson. And to be quite honest, it should matter. It should matter to you. It should be mattering to me. It should be mattering to everybody because all lives matter. Now... As far as that concern, I don't have like a lot of time because I got to go out for a jog anyway. But all I'm saying is this to the people around the world who listens to podcasts and they have their information and they have everything they talk about. What exactly do I talk about? I talk about almost about everything when it comes to entertainment news. And frankly, the one news I'm thinking about is Amber Rose with that Venus Williams U.S. Open Wimbledon tennis ball size fucking head. Who runs the slut walk? Well, she's the only slut walking. Everybody else is just catching sexual transmitted diseases all over the place. HIV and all. If people would have thought about that, they'd be like, oh, shut up. Amber Rose is a very beautiful woman. If she's a beautiful woman, then how come she can't keep one man and stick to it? Don't even ask that question. We don't know that. We don't know that. All I'm saying is that Amber Rose spent her whole entire life running the slut walk. She's been a slut. She's fucked Wiz Khalifa. She'd fucked 21 Savage. She's fucked Kanye West. The list goes on and on. So if you want to be a slut, Amber Rose, you go ahead. I mean, you're giving young women today hope and, and a lot of ambition and motivation to suck as much dick as possible. And if that's your business, you go ahead and feel motherfucking free. Because frankly, we got a lot of sluts in the United States of America that does it for free, that pays for, make niggas pay for sex. Hell, if you don't believe me, ask the trainees that have been blackmailing and trying to extort men out of money for years. That right there is pretty much fucked up. And for some reason, it makes sense. It makes sense to you. And it makes sense to everybody. I'm a very dedicated person when it comes to situations like these. I mean, what do you ever 
I mean, to all the guys out there, do you ever in your life have a chance to say no? I mean, it's Friday night, it's Saturday night, and you of all people would ask that number one question. Do I really need some pussy on the weekend? And some might say yes, and some niggas would say no. But let's be honest, if your sex life is dead throughout four decades and all of a sudden your equipment doesn't work, then I think it's time that you do two important things. Well, the first important thing is look into a mirror and bang your head on that mirror. And the second one is, oh, I don't know, kill yourself. So that's all I can say. But it's great to be back at the Stark Effect podcast. I mean, more importantly, I had a lot to say, but... More importantly, there's more to say it in. I'd like to give a special shout out to everybody who's listening to this. And more importantly, I will be back with new topics. And for some reason, if you have any other questions, if you have any new topics for me, then I want you to hit me up on Facebook when I send this positive Stark Effect podcast link to you and on Twitter and on Instagram. I mean, it's pretty much, you know, what I want you to know. So... I'm Corbello Starks, a.k.a. Who That Nigga. I'm back. I'm about to be 39 years old. And more importantly, this is the Stark Effect Podcast. Later.